The Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet 100 and get 100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. And we're also brought to you by the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Podcast. Start your engines with Rod and Cody and get ready to gamble on the Daytona 500 this Sunday. And welcome in to the Fantasy Football Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, the mothership. I'm your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me tonight is my co-host, Mr. Andrew T.D. King. Rob, how we doing, sir? Great, man. Great. Uh, it's always a good time when we get to talk a little underdog fantasy. Uh, how are you doing? Good, good. Day, day is good. Day is good. How was your uh, how was how was your Super Bowl experience? How did you uh, how did you oh, make man. out profit wise? Oh, fa- fantastic! Actually, it's, yeah. it's probably one of the most profitable Super Bowls I've had in in recent years. Uh, you know, th- this one actually went the way I thought it would, and I wanted it to go. So it was a great time. I was at an Eagles uh, Super Bowl party with. Um, Everyone else was an Eagles fan outside of me and this one girl. So uh, it was great for me, though. I did have somebody back up into my truck with their car. So Dude, there's that. Yeah, cool. it, did, it did a little bit of damage. But you know what? I was riding high. They came over. They were like, hey, I'm so sorry. I'll pay for it. I'm like, it's all right. It's not a big You're deal. You're goddamn it's, right. You'll pay for it. <laughs> no, I was in such a good mood. I was like, it's fine. Like, I got touch up paint for the truck anyway. It's it, it's all right. Just like a little, a little paint off. But I was like, of course, I have this great great super bowl party this mega win and then somebody hits my truck so you know there's that i had the i almost had the 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 perfect score i had 31 28 but everything else just about went my way like i said eagles first half i said the comeback would be in process right all those hit uh mahomes over two and a half uh hurts the hitting the two times pay dirt aj brown anytime td kelsey anytime td uh the hurts anytime td that was huge like the first three touchdowns was like cash 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 I mean, I didn't call the first touchdown, but the uh, the one that I was talking to you about, I think I texted you, is like the draft DraftKings same game parlay is not working. It's not working. <laughs> Finally, it worked. They turned it back on, which was great because I was losing my mind. Because like my big one, I think it was um, what six to one odds. It was Kelsey hurts anytime TD, and then the Chiefs money line and Chiefs money line. I had like in everything, so that was awesome. So yeah, sounds like both of us enjoyed it quite quite a bit. Tonight, we are turning the page. We're turning the corner and looking on to 2023. We're going to be, instead of doing the reviews on QBs, we're going to do a little bit of a different spin. We're going to break down wide receivers from the underdog big board competition at this time. So they've got the ADPs up. Andrew and I have been drafting. How many drafts have you done? I've I've done up to seven now. Um, I Yeah, I have six done currently. There you go. There you go. This will probably be like the only time, guys, you know, all viewers and listeners at home where I'm actually ahead of Andrew. I expect him to like <laughs> pass oh, me by yeah. in the upcoming weeks. Like I'm just like, oh, yeah, got a nice little comfy lead here. I'm got one draft ahead. And then, you know, a week from now, I'm going to be like, is that Andrew up there with like 30? Does that say 30? That says 35 drafts. Yeah, that says 35 <laughs> drafts. It'll get real bad when when the Best Ball Mania 4 is released. I'm, I'm trying right. to make sure the, the little pocket of cash I have saved on there gets stored so that I can just be a degenerate and get all that Best Ball Mania. Uh, you know, I'm trying to get to 150 this year. 
we'll see. I, I've yet to get to 100, so maybe I should just set the goal to 100 this year uh, in, in Best Ball Mania alone. I've, I've got to be on pace for the, the hundo, at least. I don't know if I'm going to keep up with the pace. Oh, but no, I'm no. I mean, just for, for Best Ball Mania. Uh, last oh, year, just I for Best Ball Mania. Over 200 in, in total, but uh, this Ooh. year, just Best Ball Mania. Damn, that's a lot. That's it, a lot. It is a lot. I'm I'm liking it right now. I'm, I'm liking the ADPs I'm getting, especially from the wide receiver position. I feel like I'm getting a lot of value later in the draft. I feel like there are some people that are over-prioritizing some uncertain situations that I'm maybe not bringing up to the front of my board, but we'll get into it here. We're going we're gonna to break through the, the ADP chart here. We're going to be using what Underdog is using. So, you know, in the previous shows, we've done the, you know, running back and quarterback reviews based on last year's stats. Uh, in this show, we are just going to be running through the actual ADP uh, presented uh, by Underdog. So no surprise here. We're going to go through like five by five on these. First up, we've got Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, and Stephon Diggs. Let's go through the top three here. I mean, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, like is there really like a big debate between the two? I feel like most people at the top of these drafts are satisfied with either or no problem. It doesn't seem like oh, I have to have Justin Jefferson over Jamar Chase. Let's quit this draft. I didn't get the, one, the 101 pick where I'm consistently seeing Justin Jefferson go. Do you have a big uh, stance on one of these guys over the other? Not really. Uh, I think the only thing that will really tip the favor for me for Jamar Chase is if they would happen to let go of T. Higgins, trade mm -hmm. T. Higgins, whatever the case may be, or if they move Tyler Boyd as well because Tyler Boyd was very underrated last year and he, he ended up you know, finishing – Pretty close to uh, a wide receiver one, I believe. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, he was actually better on the field when Jamar Chase was on the field than off the field. So, uh, you know, if one of those two things happen, I'll probably move Chase up above Jefferson. But, I mean, what Jefferson did last year, it's hard to, you know, refute that. And uh, so, yeah, I have no strong opinion one way or the other here. Yeah, same goes for me. I mean, if you're picking at the one, two, or three spot, you're probably going to get one of those guys or potentially a, a running back, maybe a CMC or an Eckler. To, you know, pick your poison, if you will, there. Um, I, I'm with you there, though. I, I like the the insight between either the exit of T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd. I feel like it could be either, and I feel like if you're Cincinnati, like you'll you'll be okay losing Tyler Boyd and Hayden Hurst if you can hang on to you know T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and even Joe Mixon. I'm not saying Joe Mixon would be a, a cap casualty by any means, but he holds a lot of weight, you know, on, on the contract, and he hasn't really gotten the priority in the offense that I think that we would have liked to have seen as uh, as fantasy owners. So, yeah, any big shifts there will definitely move uh, Jamar up. Uh, I think the consistency is what we're getting out of Justin Jefferson and what we're really chasing out of like a 101 pick there. He's just been super reliable. He's always been healthy. That's me knocking on wood, right? <laughs> so. A lot of factors and criteria Justin Jefferson is checking the boxes on, you know, for being, you know, not just a top three pick, but the top pick overall, especially in a best ball format. So I'm good with either of those guys. Uh, no cause for concern, really. But these next three are a little bit more volatile, in my opinion. Cooper Cup, Tyree Kill, and Stephon Diggs. And I feel like at their ADP, I'm, I'm kind of leaning more closer to like a high-end running back or a Travis Kelsey. And it's not because I dislike these guys or I think that they're bad. I just feel like their situations are volatile. We really don't know what type of additions could be made to the Bills offense. We're not really certain on you know, the health of Matthew Stafford, what that Rams offense is going to look like next year, and who is going to throw the ball to Tyreek Hill. I think that the talent that these players have warrants this draft position, but I feel personally a little bit more hesitant with them. It's not that I won't take them. Believe me, I'll, I'll take some Cooper Cup. I'll take some Hill. I actually don't have any shares of those on my seven teams yet, but I have hooked up with some Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen stacks. I know that you have done the same. 
So what are your thoughts on these th- uh, these three guys in particular, uh, Cup, Tyreek Hill, and Stephon Diggs? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have no problem with the way that they are listed there as well. Um, I think Cup can have a huge bounce back season. I expect the Rams to be much better. Uh, you know, again, I expect Matthew Stafford to still be here. Uh, Tyreek Hill, I mean, he just showed us that he did it with a shit quarterback. Tua was not great. He had some good performances, but overall was not great. They obviously had the injury with Tua, so they had to stick some other guys in there as well. He performed just as well as anybody else at the top. So I think that that's fine. And of course, Steph Diggs is as about as consistent as can be. Um, he has a great quarterback in a great system, and he's still the number one dog. So I mean, you know, I I don't think that I would change this. I mean, I prefer Diggs over Hill, to be honest. Uh, but I mean, I, I I'm not. I would take any- Diggs over both of those guys. The way it, the land is uh, shaking uh, out right now, I think I'd still take Cup over Diggs, just because I think he can get a bigger target share. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, than what Diggs can. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I think it's perfectly fine the way it is. What about Van Jefferson? No, I'm just kidding. He's he's like the guy that I'm getting at like rounds. What about 18, Allen 19, Robinson? 20. Well, that's the Allen Robinson situation is the argument for drafting Van Jefferson, in my opinion. At least what we saw out of him last year. Him and Stafford were not on the same page at all. Uh, but that is a conversation for later in this this ADP because Van Jefferson is buried. Still my top exposure player, though. Um <laughs> He is he's through seven drafts. He's, I mean, I'm getting him for free. 18, <laughs> yeah, 19, yeah. 20. Like, <clears throat> tell me a player that you just love back there or that gets 15 yards per reception, you know, over the past couple seasons. Like, I mean, down where he is, I don't love anybody, but well, that's the that's know. what I'm saying. If you, but yeah. if you do, like, there you go, they're free. <laughs> that, that is true. That's very true. All right, next up we have uh, Devonta Adams, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb. Now, these three I like a lot. And again, I probably like them a little bit more so than Cooper Cup and Tyreek Hill because I st- even Devonta Adams with uncertainty at his quarterback posi- uh, uh, position, I feel like he's offered us a super safe floor year in and year out, and I feel like I'm getting consistency out of him. A.J. Brown coming off a career year, I'm still trying to get the A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts stack you, uh, Kramer and Sean were, uh, you know, throwing me into the trenches on the live show the other night because I drafted Patrick Mahomes first. I wanted AJ Brown, got drafted like a pick ahead of me. And because I couldn't have him, I was like, well, I'm holding out for AJ Brown in the Jalen Hurts stack. So I'll just gra- grab me another share of Patrick Mahomes. ADP is 13, dickheads. Um, <laughs> But with these three, uh, I like them a lot. I've gotten some shares of Lamb. I've gotten some shares of Adams. I don't like I mentioned. I don't have AJ Brown yet, but um, you know, eighth, ninth, tenth drafts are looming, so I'm sure I'm going to get get me a piece. Um, honestly, I'm comfortable moving these guys up if there's somehow like a crazy run at receivers, and I'm about to miss out on the receiver party because, of course, we know that we have to draft you know a good amount of wide receivers in this format. You know, with um, uh, 20 team roster, 20 rounds going through. I know that you you know I've talked about this before. We're probably looking for at least eight, at least eight, probably nine or ten are, are safer for wide receivers, no? Yeah, especially with the 20 rounds. When it's 18, I don't really feel that same way. I think eight's probably where I want to stay at. Um, mm-hmm. but, but I mean, with these, yeah, I mean, going to nine is, is perfectly fine, if not 10. Right. So realistically, I do not like drafting without at least one of these top guys from C.D. Lamb down, right? So like C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams, Diggs, Hill, Cup, Chase, and Jefferson. Like I want at least one of those guys, and I feel like that's very doable when you're mixing in a Travis Kelsey into the first round, if you're mixing in Eckler, CMC, et cetera, or if you're a crazy person like me and you take the Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes at the end of the first round, you know, crazy stuff. But that's again, that's his ADP. 
Uh, I just feel like I'm missing out if I don't have one of these top guys. Like, have you done any drafts? Actually, no, you. I think I have. I did a draft with you where you went. No, no, you've been wide receiver heavy. So have you gone through yeah. any drafts with without these guys? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I'm trying to remember. I know I have a Derrick Henry something stack, and I'm I'm trying to remember what I drafted right for Henry. If it was a, if I went with a QB or not, I I don't think I do though. I, I'm pretty sure I've at least grabbed one of those guys in every single draft so far. Right, and I like I said, I think with the position utility, it's important. Like you need to get yourself, you know, what we would consider at least right break. now and. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, a, it's a big tier break, though. In my opinion, you know, going from CD Lamb down to Amon Ross St. Brown, a lot of uncertainty in Detroit, how the touches will be divvied up there, i.e. if you were expecting, you know, DeAndre Swift fireworks this year, you left that party, you know, wanting more for sure. Jalen Waddell, yeah. similar situation to uh, Tyreek Hill, Garrett Wilson, a smidge too high, in my opinion. T Higgins talent is there, but we don't know what's what his future holds. Right. And then you get into even further down the board, which we're going to get to here to here soon. But again, it sounds like you and I both agree after CD lamb, there is a huge shelf that you're falling off of at the wide receiver department. So crucial to get one of these guys in your, um, in your draft queue. You know, if, if you're, uh, if you're behind the eight ball early in the draft, I mean, any, any, any love for any of these guys behind them? I arguments that they could, I like Amonra. Um, I mean, he's a. Mm-hmm. I know this isn't PPR formatted. This is half point, but he's a PPR right. superstar. I mean, that that dude was averaging ten targets a game. Uh, mm-hmm. The the really good thing that I think Amra St. Brown brings to the table is that his route patterns all go across the middle of the field, and that is where mm-hmm. Jared Goff throws the best ball. I like Amonra a lot. Um, I'm probably a little biased because again, like he, I had him on a lot of teams last year, and. Mm-hmm. I mean, I absolutely loved him. He was fantastic all year long, essentially. So, yeah, I I still think he belongs right there. He's at the very end of it, but I I would much rather have him over anybody below him. So Mm -hmm. that makes me want to stick him in the tier above with all these other guys. Now, the caveat is that's all right now. If they in the draft draft somebody else or they pick up, if they would happen to go out and get like DeAndre Hopkins or some shit, that completely changes the whole game. But right right now, as it sits, even with Jamison Williams coming back, I still feel like a mom Rob belongs in that top tier. He earned it in my eyes. He's the bottom, but he still has earned it. So he's up there. And you do see that separation in the ADP as well. So, yeah, you know, from Jefferson to chase, you have one spot from chase to cup, three cup to Hill two, uh, one between Hill and Diggs, one between Diggs and Adams, two between Adams and Brown, Brown and lamb one spot. And then there's a five ADP gap right there. So five mm-hmm. picks, you're, there's clearly a visual like drop right there, right? So yeah, um, the the market is definitely going in line with what we're saying at least. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, if they did make a big move like that, then yeah, that w- that would smell trouble. And yeah. I I just don't believe that there's a rhyme or reason to the the touches or touch dis- distribution in Detroit. Again, a la Swift, Jamal Williams, like it's a tough situation to gauge. And I just don't think that Campbell's going to make things easy for us in fantasy because um, they're you know, a gritty football team. They want to do it all the right way. Let's not yeah. just you know let somebody be the star. <laughs> yeah, no, no, definitely. The, the last thing about Amron, and I always thought it was funny, but it made me really, really, really like him, is he keeps a list of every single wide receiver that was drafted before him in his draft class. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, <laughs> that makes me like him a lot because that, that'd be something I would do where it pissed me off enough that I'd have a list of these dudes and just to make sure that I'm doing better than every single one of those guys. So I find that to be pretty cool. Should we do a draft tonight? We've got requests in the chat. Oh, geez. 
Um, I mean, I, I try to do drafts every night if possible. So, you know, but uh, yeah, this is that BFFL guy that was in. Uh, again, I yeah. was telling you, he, uh, you know, we met him draft day too, and he, he runs his own YouTube page as well. But uh, yeah, he, he had joined that, that one draft with us just randomly too. He wasn't even in our oh, chat. He was actually streaming on his during the same thing when we were doing ours. So that was pretty funny. Streaming wars. No yeah. big deal. So, so maybe. We'll see. I mean, we, we got to get through some of these uh, some of these here. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll fire one up and we'll only take receivers for the first eight rounds. <laughs> that's a bold that's a bold strategy. <laughs> Come on, Cotton, it'll work. Oh man! <laughs> All right, next up here we've got uh, we've got Jalen Waddle, Garrett Wilson. Again, I think Wilson is a bit high here with the uncertainty of the quarterback position with the Jets. They're going shopping for Aaron Rodgers, but what if they come back with Jimmy Garoppolo? You know, like last year the Bears were shopping for Russ Wilson. We came back with Justin Fields again. You know, like that that's what it was. So, you know, you don't always get necessarily what the public or media is telling you you're going to get. Again, I think Wilson is too high here. I think that's kind of a, a miscalc on the ADP. Guys that I would still take ahead of them, uh, T. Higgins, Devontae Smith, Debo, DK, I think Alave and Garrett Wilson are a little bit closer. They're both going to be sophomores. They both have uncertainty at their quarterback position. What do you think about this next segment of uh, of receivers here? Do you do you agree on the Wilson take? Should he be buried a little bit more? Um, and do you like some of these other guys more than him? I do like some of these guys, especially Devontae Smith, uh, DK. I actually like Hopkins more than him as well, even with the uncertainty of where he's going to go, and Higgins. Right. Those are the guys I probably put above him. Uh, mm. I'm not a Debo guy. I think that he's just very risk, uh, you know, risky of a pick mm. at, at this ADP. I would rather have Wilson over Debo, but him and Alave are interchangeable for me. I do think Garrett Wilson's a very good wide receiver. We saw it last year with terrible quarterback play. Essentially, he's kind of like Terry McLaurin, right? He performed with terrible mm. quarterback play. So I still think he can be a very good wide receiver. There's just guys I'd rather pick. I think that you know. At this point, people have to realize at this point when you're doing drafts, there's going to be guys that move way up in drafts and guys that move back in drafts. Garrett Wilson's a guy I think is going to move back. So why pick him Agreed. now at the ADP when you can get a better, a better ADP later on in the, you know, in the offseason here? So mm -hmm. like and I know we're going to talk about some guys that we feel that are lower than they should be. And again, like same thought you know, concept is pick them now before they go up. Like last year was Damian Pierce for me. I was drafting the shit out of him when he was mm -hmm. way down. And then all of a sudden he jumped up six, seven rounds. And I didn't want nothing to do with him at that point because I already had the ADP. So you exactly. know, think, think about that when you're drafting these is, is this guy going to go up or down, stay the same, you know, mm -hmm. think about that when you're drafting. A key guy that, that kind of fits that mold as far as like staying where he's at, I think is Devonta Smith. I don't think that there's going to be a lot of changes to that Eagles offense. And I feel like I'm actually getting him at a, a pretty good value. If I'm getting him behind, you know, Higgins, Wilson, Waddle, mm -hmm. who I would, I would probably say I would uh, prioritize less than Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith had a great year this year. I had some, uh, some doubts, a little bit of uncertainty about him coming into this season, but uh, he's really, really developed as like the deep threat for their offense. You know what I mean? Like, He's opening up the field for the Eagles. We saw Hertz, you know, make a couple of big plays with his arm in the Super Bowl. And I think that might be something that we see more so going forward. So I love the upside of Devonta Smith as a young field stretching receiver. Like I think there's a ton to like there. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't hate Debo. Like I I I I actually think I did take Debo as my first receiver in that draft I did with you, uh, Kramer and Sean. Cause I know I stacked up on receiver for a while and I was just kind of weaving and bobbing back and forth between um you know, running back in tight end, keeping my my roster pretty balanced. Yeah, I did because I started off, um, I started off Mahomes and Saquon, and then Debo was my first guy. Debo, like, I mean, honestly, I think you really need to hope 
for an, uh, an injury in that running back room. Like I, I, I hate to do it. You know, I'm a big Elijah Mitchell fan, love CMC, but I feel like that's really where you're going to get like that big booming opportunity is when he's in the offense and he gets still on the ball. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, and I know he has still incentives in his incentives in his contract for rushing stats. So like, I, I think that's going to still be a factor for him. Like, I think he's going to want to carry the ball some, I know that those numbers aren't like unreachable if you're not actually playing like two years ago, he was legit. Like they're running back at, at certain stretches of, of the season, right? Like the contract didn't offer numbers that needed to meet like that type of criteria. I wish I had them up in front of me, but I think it's only like a few touchdowns, you know, over, I want to say like 40 or 50 carries or something like that. And he'll get bonuses for stuff like that. So it's a situation that I'm interested in. And also I really loved what I saw out of Debo with, uh, with Brock Purdy. If Trey Lance were to come back, there is still some uncertainty there. Who's going to be their quarterback. I am, am in the Brock Purdy camp. Um, I'm that's where I'm the guy that I've been targeting, at least in these drafts, because I'll take him as my third quarterback. If I, if I choose to do that, like the rosters that I've really liked are the rosters where I take two quarterbacks. But some, like like with the the Purdy draft, I throw them in there as insurance, like just whatever. You like if I didn't get a top five, you know, a top five quarterback, and I'm using like mid tier guys, I'll definitely throw them in the mix because he looked just super competent with that offense. And Trey Lance, I the athleticism there, the talent is there. We don't really know the situation though. Like, is he really going to be their starter? Brock Purdy just took him to the you know NFC Championship game did all but you know finish the game for them but you know I, I still feel like there's a chance that either guy could be under center week one we don't know what's going to happen with purdy's injury but i do like him as a stash given his adp and i think he does elevate the fantasy assets on the roster right like i feel like come next season we're going to want purdy on the field or whatever i mean if they somehow go shopping for like a big name free agent cool that'd be great if you got an upgrade but i feel like it's going to be one of those two guys you know they're going to cut ties with jimmy They'll ride with Trey and they'll ride with Purdy. And I think at some point it'll just be the Purdy show. That's 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 my thoughts on it. So I don't mind taking Debo because I think that he'll still be utilized uh, a ton. You know, you still have CMC there, but the weapons are super unique in that offense. And I, and I feel like Debo is still going to be a big part of it. So I'm good with taking him as my first guy. I've done it once, but uh, I agree to kind of our earlier sentiment. It's not the preferred type of option that you want. You want one of those top guys to like really feel good about your roster. Yeah, um, you know, last little thing here on, on Debo is obviously two years ago, he was super like hyper efficient. You know, that's how he ended up scoring so many fantasy points is he was super efficient. I mean, scored uh, a crazy touchdown rate on runs as well. So last year we kind of, you know, I, I was in the camp. I didn't take any Debo last year because mm -hmm. I knew he wasn't going to be, it, it was hard to to do the exact same thing he just did. So he right. was going way too high. Right now, I feel like he's he's at that borderline for me. He's at the, like, I'm okay taking him there, but I still think he should be a little lower. Like there's other guys here I mm -hmm. would prefer to take over him. But my question to you, because you brought it up was, Trey Lance, if he comes back and he's the guy week one, is that better or worse for Debo because of, Trey Lance's run ability as well, or should have the run ability. I feel like that takes away from Debo. Is is that your thought process? I I agree as well uh, because you have CMC there, right? Like he's he's going to be the guy first and foremost that's getting the carries and the touches. But we saw this year with Elijah Mitchell, he was heavily involved and in kind of an aggravation to fantasy owners at a, to a certain degree, right? I mean, CMC was still putting up numbers, but we're sitting there like. We could have 50. We could have 60 fantasy points this week. Get out of here, Elijah Mitchell. What are you doing? You know? So if you saw an injury to that room, I still think that Debo becomes a live option. But yes, when you get down in the red zone and Trey Lance is your quarterback, 
anyone who's running the ball, their upside obviously has to come down a little bit. You have to check them down to another tier because there is going to be that run concept, you know, from their offense. That's what they're going to do. They're going to try to use a lot of misdirection. They're going to get you to buy into whatever, you know, the, whatever bait they're trying to get you to take. Most likely a CMC or a big target, uh, George Kittle. You know, they're not, there's not going to be a rhyme or reason, I feel like, if, if Trey Lance is their quarterback. There's going to be a lot of guessing where the ball is going to go around because they're, again, if he is quarterback, they're going to operate the offense like they don't need the quarterback. And that's the way that the offense has been rolling for I don't know how many years now. I, I'm Since, what, the, the first year that they got Garoppolo when they went to the Super Bowl? You know, like that, it, they haven't needed the quarterback to be the best player on their team. And that's it's a unique situation because you just have to kind of ask yourself, like, man, like, what if Aaron Rodgers came here? What if Tom Brady had come here this year instead of staying in Tampa? You know what I mean? Like, they're the legit piece away a team that's the quarterback. You know, we've seen that in a couple of previous years with uh, the Denver Broncos. They were searching for their guy and Russell Wilson. Didn't happen, right? Um, the Jets right now, they're in a very similar situation. Uh, even coming into this season, like people are, you know, kind of labeling the 49ers as as that team because, oh, it'll be Trey Lance and he's going to take off. He's got the athleticism, the big arm play ability and all that. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be an interesting situation. And we very well could see Trey Lance be the week one starter. I just don't think he's the season long starter. I think Purdy gave that offense and coaching staff enough confidence and enough wherewithal to say, hey, I'm good. I can, you know, I can push us down the field, win us a game if need be, you know, yep. unless, he, unless he gets hurt. Don't get hurt. <laughs> Are you hurt or are you injured, son? Well, when I throw the ball, it hurts a lot. <laughs> All right, next up, we've got uh, DK Metcalf, Chris Olave, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, and Calvin Ridley. Um, some diamonds and some some coals here. You know, I'm 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 liking DK Metcalf. I like the revival of his ADP. I mean, this is certainly much higher than you were taking him last year. But I think Geno Smith has done more than pass the eye test. He was a top 10 quarterback this year, gave us a lot of confidence. I feel like we should be okay drafting DK, DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett could be a cap casualty. We will get to him when we get to him. But I think DK Metcalf is just in a very good situation. We've seen competent quarterback play out of Geno Smith. I don't have any issue with this ADP. What, what say yourself? Yeah, I mean, these guys, outside of Ridley, Ridley's a little high for me yet. I know he's he's moved down a little bit since he's, he's the big high. board open he's too high yeah he's still too high um i can tell you like where christian kirk is going i know we're gonna get to him in a little bit here where he's mm -hmm. going i would much rather have him over ridley at their cost but just for these guys here i don't really have too much outside of ridley that i'm worried about um cooper i actually feel could be pretty you know a little better than people actually give him credit for he's a good wide receiver obviously but he didn't mm -hmm. really have that connection with watson last year feel like that's going to be a little bit more developed and and we kind of saw it at the end of the year where they had some good games together obviously you know i remember amari cooper tearing up my washington commanders so that was that was hard to watch but you know for this year i do think cooper actually is probably going to be a little better than people give him credit for so that's a guy i think can still creep down the list as opposed mm -hmm. to up so i'm trying not to take a lot of cooper right I would, now i would i would agree with that i mean i yeah. just don't i just don't feel that people are that high on him to begin with to be honest i'm i'm not one of those people i'm not high in amari cooper yep Great best ball player. I will say that. Like when you're like some of my teams, when I look at them, like, yeah, these receivers aren't great, but they're great best ball receivers because they don't need to have amazing weeks, week in and week out. So I, I'm not in on him like as a season long asset. I will say, though, he is a good best ball player in the sake that, yeah, there's going to be four to five weeks where he booms for you. But at this ADP, I, I, I don't like it. 
I agree with you. I think he's going to fall, but I don't, I don't like him where he's at now for sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as far as the other guys, like I agree with you, Metcalf. Um, I do feel like Seattle's a team that's going to be in the hunt for a wide receiver in the draft. I don't think that that really is going to matter too much for this year, but moving forward, mm-hmm. I think that that could be a potential, you know, detriment to, to Metcalf. Olave, superstar. Awesome. You know, fine with that. Hopkins again, like I'm high on Hopkins. I think he's going to go to a team that will be a contender and he's going to get his target share no matter where he goes in my eyes. Um, and then obviously, you know, we talked about Cooper and, and Ridley should Ridley should still be down the list for, for a man who hasn't played football in for over a year. I mean, right. that's, that's a bit high. <laughs> it's a bit high. You're, you're chasing the name on the back of the Jersey rather than the numbers or the potential production for sure. Um, I have, I have taken Calvin Ridley over Christian Kirk at least once. I think it was one of my first two drafts. There's a learning curve to this. So I learned, I haven't, I haven't drafted him since. So I think I only have one share so far. Um, Amari Cooper, I'm not touching at this ADP personally for me. I want him like, I don't know, ADP 48. Like it's almost, almost like 10 spots back. I I, I feel like I I'm, I'm not into him that much. Deandre Hopkins. Did, did you see that he, his no trade clause is now off the table. So yep, he does yeah, not, due to the suspension. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does not get to dictate where he goes. I mean, I feel like that actually, if anything, should be hurting his ADP right now because what if he gets tossed to a bad team or a bad situation where there's not a good quarterback and he's faking, you know, hamstring injuries? You know what I mean? Like if he go, well, he can't go back to the Texans. Could you imagine? Yeah, he'd go you, to the you, Bears. Not that the yeah. Bears are not that the Bears can be a terrible team, but we didn't see them really pass the ball that great. So he could go there. He could go to the jets. That would royally fuck up him and Wilson. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, uh, the commanders don't have enough money for him. I would say that he could potentially go there as well. He could go to, he go to the Cowboys. They're, they're all about spending money that they don't have. And Jerry Jones right. would write an easy well, the, check for him. The thing is though, is it's not really going to be on Deandre to pick the team. Like it's going to be on the Cardinals to just make the best deal that they can. Mm-hmm. I think Chicago is a, a target for sure, but I'm not familiar with the, the Cardinals draft pick situation. Like, you know, I know that if they're moving Hopkins, they're coming after our top pick, but you would need a pick swap in that situation. A pick swap isn't bad. I, I don't mind it, but the Bears have that first overall pick. They're looking to get a haul. Mm-hmm. They, they, they need a haul of picks, and I don't yeah. think that they have that, so I don't, I don't like how that matches up. I don't have any teams on the board here to, like, discuss where he could go. Yeah. I'm just saying I think it makes it a, the conversation a little bit more interesting because, like, what if he went to the Browns? What, like, what if you know he what went I mean? to like, the Chargers? What if they let Keenan walk and he goes yeah, to the Chargers? Dude, like any anything like that. Like, yeah, you could have D Hop and uh and Mike Williams playing opposite of each other. That would be insane. I mean, there's he is a, he's a wild card player right now. I am not opposed to drafting him. I'm I've I've definitely taken him a fair amount of time so far because of his ADP and myself prioritizing something else, like a high-end tight end or a couple of high-end running backs. And Hopkins has fallen into my lap, I know as at least my second wide receiver a few times. So I don't feel bad about that. I, I He is a wild card, but that wild card could be anything. You know, it could be to the Chiefs. It could be to the Ravens. You know, I, like there's going to be some situations where, yeah, his stock is going to fly up the board, and there's definitely going to be some situations where you see his ADP drop, you know, five, seven, eight picks. So definitely someone to have a pulse on right now during the offseason. Um, we've already did Cooper and Ridley. They're too high in my opinion. We're now moving on to Mike Williams, Christian Watson, Chris Godwin, and Michael Pittman. 
a very interesting tier here. Um, well, actually, yeah, we should include Christian Kirk now too. We included him into this one too. Very interesting tier. I have very few arguments for taking any of these guys. For Godwin, I think the talent is there. The situation's not great now because we don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be like. But again, feels kind of like a wild card, whether you know the Buccaneers get aggressive and shopping for a quarterback or they say, hey, it's time to rebuild. Godwin, I think, has a no-trade clause, so he'll get to pick where he goes, and he'll probably wind up on a better roster or at least uh, a situation you know, with a better quarterback here. Uh, Watson, again, wild card because of we don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. Same thing really with, with a lot of these guys. Yeah, with, with Watson, with Godwin, with Michael Pittman, kind of all wild cards. And based off of just what I've seen them be able to do on the field, I'm very confident still drafting them at their ADP. Uh, Christian Kirk is the steal for me in this tier because you have Calvin really going ahead of him. Like people are, are taking the bait. I've been one of them. Yeah. Uh, so let's roll through just a couple of these here real quick. Mike Williams, I think should be a little higher because of the uncertainty with Keenan Allen. He could be the de facto one. I know I touched on this on the best ball draft mm. 1.0 with Sean and Kramer. And yep. that's why I drafted him was, I think he should be a little higher with that uncertainty. Now, if Keenan Allen comes back, I still feel like he's an okay value right here. I mean that this, I have no problem with, Fully knowing Keenan Allen comes back, drafting Mike Williams. Right question, now. question, oh. question. If Keenan Allen's coming back, green light go. It's happening. Uh, let, let, let's say they bring the, the the two guys back, Gerald Everett and Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams is still there. Will you draft Mike Williams ahead of Keenan Allen still? Oh, man, that's a really good question. Um, you know what? You probably should. I, I like Keenan Allen a little bit more than the average bear. But I do think that I'm not dumb enough to, to not realize that Mike Williams is still a good wide receiver who has big play potential. And in this offense, if they throw the ball downfield a little bit more this year, that could be, uh, you know, very valuable. So I, I still think he's fine here knowing everyone comes back. I still think he's OK here with the full no, you know, you got to know that he's obviously a little bit injury prone. You know, again, I always make the joke of this man can catch the ball without landing on his feet. So. There is that, but I still think he's an okay value here. Uh, Christian Watkins or Watson, out of all these guys, is the biggest wild card, in my opinion. Aaron mm -hmm. Rodgers comes back, fine value. Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back, I think he goes well down the board. Um, I think he's at least into the wide receiver, probably 29 to 30 range, as opposed to, what is he right now, 21, it says. Mm -hmm. I, I think he definitely goes down. So I, I don't want to draft too much of him right now with the wild card unknown here. Mm -hmm. um, but again, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, I think this is a very good value for him. So I'm okay thing, with I was just say the quick thing I have on Watson is is that in my opinion, they because of what we've seen from the Packers, they're not going shopping in free agency for, for receivers. They might draft one, but I feel like Alan Lazard's on his way out the door. Watson's just going to be the wide receiver one. He's 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 just going to be the like the guy at the top of the depth chart. And I'm not saying that that's like a huge you know vote of confidence, but that compiled with just his skill set i know that you know I'm, i like him a lot i was on him over romeo dubes as far as like startups last year because you were getting such better value mm -hmm. and i didn't want to chase like the big flashy preseason you know pick right which i felt romeo dubes kind of felt fell into that criteria right like oh he's gonna be it watson got hurt they don't have a receiver they're not making any moves they're just being the packers right so I don't, I agree with you. Like, I don't love the ADP for him, but at the same time, like, I'm not that adverse to drafting him because I think his situation, like, his, his the potential game flow that he's going to have this year is going to be very good. 
Packers might actually decide to pack it in. Like if they get rid of Aaron Jones, if they get rid of Aaron Rodgers, it may be a rebuild season where you see a lot of A.J. Dillon and random receivers touching the ball and Christian Kirk or Kirk, Christian Watson could be leading that group. That's that's my only two cents on it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I definitely understand what you're saying, and, and I agree to a point with the sediment. But again, like then I think about look what Michael Pittman did last year. He was the lead True. guy in Indianapolis. True. That True. didn't really pan out very well, right? Yeah, that, that should have worked out a lot better because then Jonathan Taylor <laughs> got hurt like bro. But yeah. also, also like, yeah, if you tell me that Matt Ryan's going to be quarterback, I'm in your boat, buddy. Get me out of here. <laughs> That's for sure. You know what I mean? Like they've they've been the worst at trying to fill that void like Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, dog, come on. Like, do you watch football? Like, come on. Like, we couldn't see Matt Ryan make completions to the flat two years ago, and then he gets a promotion. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was on his way out of the league, and they're like, no, 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 stop right there, buddy. We got a job for you. Only in Indiana. Only in Indiana. <laughs> yeah, so so that's where I'm at with Christian Watson. I, again, I still think he's a fine value here, but – He's a wild card. He can go way up the board or way down the board, uh, mm -hmm. depending on what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Godwin, um, I'm fine with him here. Uh, very good talent. You know, shout out Penn State. Uh, I I love Chris Godwin. You know, th this dude's awesome. He just has a super, you know, supreme talent at at catching the ball. So I know no Tom Brady, and I think it's Kyle Trask right now. I don't expect them to go into the season with it being Kyle no. Trask. So I'm in my mindset, it is not Kyle Trask. They will grab Marcus Mariota before they let Kyle Trask take the uh, field. God, great. You, so I lose so I lose 50 bucks on that ordeal. Wonderful. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh uh yeah. So again, I'm fine with Godwin here. I, I don't think that hurts you too much. He's he's not gonna be your wide receiver one. I, I wouldn't take him at like and, and again, we should probably should have caveat outside of like Mike Williams, I don't really want any of these guys as my wide receiver one. Every, oh, everybody yeah. moving down, not my wide receiver one. Wide receiver two is fine. Mike Williams, I'm still okay. Wide receiver one, uh, you know, in that range there. But uh, yeah, it, Godwin, it, I don't want him as my two or as my one, but I, I'm fine with it as the two. I do think, again, he's going to get his target share in that offense no matter what. Pittman, not, I, I'm, this is a guy that I'm really not sure what to do with yet. Um, obviously, the Colts are bringing in um, the Eagles offensive coordinator as their head coach. That offense was very good this year. The Eagles were great. So that leads me to believe that Pittman will probably have a bit much better season. But mm -hmm. who's throwing him the ball? Uh, sometimes we see head coaches or offensive coordinators become head coaches that don't do very well, i.e. Nathaniel Hackett. Mm -hmm. So it, it does still worry me to fall into the trap. So Michael Pittman, someone I'm kind of shying away from right now. I think mm -hmm. it's okay to take him here. I so just also think he can go down the board a little bit got to set you up with a question sure. they the colts get super aggressive they trade a whole loot of picks for the first overall pick to the bears and they, they keep michael Pittman in that trade even though I, I would love if they could also get Pittman over in that trade um they draft cj stroud first overall what what would your thoughts be on the on the like you know jonathan taylor michael Pittman, just the offense in general if they say hey we're gonna let a rookie run with with the room it's your year to rebuild Man, I think like a, like a Trevor Lawrence rookie season, you know? Yeah, I, I worry that because, again, like what we saw. So think about with Jalen Hurts, right? What did we see two years ago as opposed to this year? Two years ago, right? they were like 29th in pass rate over expectation as opposed to this year where they were well up the board. They were close to like the top five or whatever case it was, mm -hmm. right? So I worry that first year, it would be a little bit of the same. They would trust his Stroud to run the ball a little bit more, be a mm -hmm. little bit more conservative. I would worry about that aspect of it. though. I do think that Michael Pittman's 
ADP probably would change up the board a little bit because people would fall in love with man Stroud's going to be awesome, right? Like, oh, so I feel like I would connection. really be off. I, I think I'd really be off Pittman then, right? If he goes, if he goes up the board, I think I, I'm fine with him where he's at now. If he goes up, I'm definitely going to be off him because of the situation. Going sure. down the board, that would make me more interested in him. Um, I do mm. think he's a very good talent, but where he's at right now, I think it's fine, depending on what they do at quarterback. Christian yeah. Kirk is one of the guys I like the most out of these guys. Again, we already saw what he just did. I think Calvin Ridley is a little overrated at where he's going ADP-wise. I think mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley is a good talent, but the ADP value sucks for, for him right now. I would much rather be taking Christian Kirk as wide receiver 24. Uh, you know, I mean, people, why is he a, a back-end wide receiver two? It makes don't, no sense. Don't don't do that. Don't 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 tell everybody now. Because <laughs> I'm loving where I've been getting him. I've been I've scooped up. I want to say two stacks of Christian Kirk and Trevor Lawrence, which is very easy to obtain. Like you don't have to like over invest to like really reach for it. Like I'm trying to do right now with Jalen Hurts and he, and uh, I was about to say Antonio AJ Brown. Related, not quite though on the initials. Um, so yeah, I love getting Christian Kirk here, and again, it's very easy to stack him up with their quarterback in Trevor Lawrence who I think will even take another step forward in his production this upcoming season because he's going to have Calvin Ridley. He's going to have a dynamic duo between him and Christian Kirk. And, hey, look, you still have Zay Jones there who had a great season uh, coming off of uh, his you know, his big deal from the Raiders, right? You still have Evan Ingram there who had a career season, put up amazing numbers as far as receiving yards, touchdowns, the accuracy, the catch accuracy was there for him. So I like that offense to fly, and I think Christian Kirk is going to lead the receiver room there. Um, Ridley's going to eat into the workload. I I think we have yep. to expect that some, but the offense in general should just be better. They should be more vertical, which is good for all the all the receivers, the quarterbacks, everything. Should be a bountiful uh, team to target in uh, fantasy this year, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, before we turn the page here, do you want to uh, check off the uh, the pay the bills segment of the show? Yes, let's do that. You know, uh, we obviously need to mention WinBet here. I mean, WinBet's awesome. Uh, it's the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBets Build Your Own Bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100. Limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. All right, so the next guy up here we have is Jackson Smith Najigba. Now, oh, for thank this- God. Much better than Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> it's the only thing you can't really like about the Chiefs. I, I kept seeing like, I don't know, all the Brittany's, videos where, where he's like, trying to like, also right there. Oh, dude, they're so yeah, cringy. She, they're so cringy. Uh, but I always love seeing the videos where like Jackson is like like kind of sneaking into like the corner of the frame. <laughs> he's just like he constantly just tries to get the on. Dude's any just screen. an enigma. Like he's just I, I don't know. God bless Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> You're dealing with a lot there, bud. Yeah. All right. So for Jackson Smith and Ajigba, we really need to just kind of like, at least take some type of pick uh, as to where he could land. So I'm just going to quickly run through the draft here. Um, I think we can agree he's probably not going top five. Top five, you have Chicago, Houston, Arizona, 
Uh, the Colts at four right now, but they could move up again. They could do a swap with Chicago uh, and Denver. So I'm just going to start reading off names, and you just stop me when you think, you know, hey, this is this is viable. Uh, Seattle, Detroit. Mm, okay, hold on. Just before we bypass Seattle, I did mention it before when we were talking about Metcalf. They could be if if Lockett leaves, right? If he's a cap casualty, whatever the case may be, mm. that could be somewhere he goes. Now I don't think they would do it here. I think they would try to go back in the draft a little mm-hmm. bit, but that's somewhere I do think they need to address the wide receiver position. So okay. continue though. Detroit. I think we're good there. Drafted Jamison Williams, mm-hmm. uh, Las Vegas, Atlanta mm-hmm. is very interesting to me at eight. I like uh, Atlanta. Yes. That, that is interesting as well. Depending on what they do at quarterback, they could be, uh, I, again, I through the grapevine. They're looking like they could potentially make a push for old uh, Lamar Jackson. So Dude. that, that would be interesting. I know that Kyle Pitts is on crazy. a different discussion uh, day for us, but damn, Kyle Pitts, where he's going right now, if Lamar Jackson was a quarterback there. Whew. Oh, ain't, well, I think right now Kyle Pitts is just a, a steal for where he's going, period, because where, where's he at? I mean, we'll, we'll touch on that. Round six, I think. Yeah, he's he's going like round six, round seven, somewhere. In look there, at how far he is down the board. He's at yeah. 64. 64, so that's what, 12, that's five. Yeah, that that's round that's, six. Yeah, that's 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 just people overreacting. Like you can't assume that Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter, I think is going to be the quarterback. Like this team has a ton of draft cap or not ton of draft cap. They have a ton of cap capital. They have a ton of cap room and they have the eighth overall pick, which I think should be appetizing to potential quarterback suitors. Like, Hey, we have the eighth pick. We're going to draft Jackson Smith, Najigba, Derek Carr. And you'll also have Drake London and Kyle Pitts or Lamar Jackson, whoever they're trying to pitch to. Like, I have to imagine they're saying like, Hey, like, you know, this Jackson Smith guy, probably a pretty good receiver. We just give up Calvin Ridley for peanuts. So maybe we go ahead and, you know, take one of these guys. I like Atlanta. Uh, Carolina at nine is interesting. Yes, I, I feel another team. I feel like that's also I feel a like very... They have bigger needs, though, than than wide receiver. They they need to address their offensive line, and and they have some defensive issues. Oh, they also need a tight end. They could use fucking <laughs> Kyle Pitts, too. <laughs> yeah, Tommy, too. Tommy Tremble ain't going to be getting it done. Like, I ain't, ain't going to be it, right? So I think Atlanta and Carolina are similar. Right. Like they have a high pick. They have a, a, a stud receiver, at least at least one decent target. You know, DJ Moore, like Atlanta, they got Pitts in London, which is definitely better, but, you know, somewhat similar still. Um, then you have Philly. I think that's a big ask to draft a receiver with the, with the weapons that they have. Tennessee is interesting, kind of feels closer like Atlanta and Carolina, but I don't think so. Just brought in Kyle Phillips last year. I know that everyone's been talking him up. <clears throat> uh, Houston again. Eh. Eh, maybe. I mean, Houston, they I mean, plan maybe. to take yeah. they they plan to take uh, a quarterback with number two. Yeah, and, and they do get Mechie back this year. You know, don't forget, obviously he was out. Yeah. So I mean they, they may just ride with Collins and Mechie because they're both very young, uh, you know, good wide receivers. So right. Uh then we got the Jets, big ask, I think. New England, I think Jackson Smith and Jigbo would just block that shit. Um, who the hell wants to go play New England? <laughs> I'm serious. Like they don't what's the appeal there now? Like, oh, I have to go work my ass off for Bill Belichick, who's just going to be an asshole to me all the time? Uh, I mean, they're probably thinking, I get to get catch a ball from Bailey Zappi. Dude. I mean, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I know we joke about that, but. I know. I, but, like, like when you think about, like, the different locker rooms around the league, like, that seems like a difficult place to work. You know, like, like don't get me wrong. I wouldn't have want to been a member of the Arizona Cardinals, but their locker room and their culture is, like, way more laid back. Way more laid back. And again, I'm not saying that that should be desirable, but I think you, in this NFL, the way it is now, you kind of need a healthy median of the two. You know what I mean? 
You can't have Bill Belichick, a drill sergeant, and you can't also have Cliff uh, Klingsbury, just a babysitter, you know, like a hall monitor. Like they were, he's just like, Hey, you guys want your cell phones out? Take your cell phones out. I don't give a shit. Text to whoever you want. Are you on Tinder? That's my wife. Get out of here. Yeah. That's, that's probably why he isn't the head coach anymore. Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And, and again, probably why Bill Belichick is, you know, the longest tenured coach, but again, like, I don't think it's a player's destination. You know what I mean? Like, Oh man, I just loved my time in new England. It was cold and miserable. Bill never showed me any respect. And uh, yeah, I was there for a year and then I left. Yep. Something similar to that. Um, Green Bay, Washington. Green Bay could be interesting. That would be. They definitely have a need, but Green Bay, I don't feel like is going to draft a wide receiver at 15 because they're Green Bay. They just yeah. want to piss off Aaron. Like, they, why they do that? They never do. Yeah. Why do that? Maybe they take a quarterback there. Hmm? Maybe Will Levis goes at 14. I'm just kidding. That were 15. That wouldn't happen. Um, <laughs> I can see it happening. I'm a Bears fan. So, yeah, just roll with me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh your Washington Commanders, I don't see I don't, it. I love yeah, yeah I love Jayon Dotson. They... I love their tight ends. Running back situation looks good. Uh man, if they bring in Greg Roman, look out. Commanders. Oh no, Eric Bieniemy. Come on. Oh, come that's on. That's what Eric. you that's that's what you want? Hell yeah. I don't want Greg Roman would be so damn boring. What are we going to do just run the ball 800 times? We do that Yeah. Now. Yeah, I don't want running that. the ball wins games, bro. Oh my god. No. We you don't, we can't have buddy. That. Buddy, Patrick Mahomes ain't walking through that door. It's not happening. I, I Eric Bieniemy has like the best asset to utilize on the field. Like I, hey, don't get don't get me wrong. I love me some Eric Bieniemy. I want to see him with a head coaching job, but I feel like Greg Roman would be good for you guys because you would get down to some just really good fun, fundamental football, and he could most likely run an offense no matter who the quarterback is, and you would win games no matter who the quarterback is. Just saying. I mean, we don't have the luxury of being up in games. We can't just run the you, ball. Exactly. That's why so you we need somebody who can come in and be like, you know what? We need to make some halftime adjustments. We need to throw the ball a little better. We need to do some shit downfield. Not this dink and dunk nonsensical bullshit. And then they try to run the ball and run the ball. And, and it's like, well, God dang, everyone knows what the hell we're going to do. How are you going to do it any better? It's just, it makes no sense. Exactly. Because you can't I, I just stop want, it. I want the flash. I, I like Eric Bieniemy. I think that dude's very undervalued and underrated. And uh, man. Come on over to Washington. I don't know why he would. I be, oh, but no, if I he bet you to, like that. I bet you'd like that. He, I think he, Eric Bieniemy is going to be a good coach. I just think that he would want a weapon, like like a, a real a real I, weapon at quarterback. Yeah, that's I agree. All. But and he I is think, coming back. He is coming back I think, tomorrow. I think Greg Roman's like, Sam Howe? No problem. I yeah. got this. <laughs> that's I probably got what Greg this. Roman's saying. He's like, I don't know how many people really want me. I, I'm going to tell them whatever the hell they want to hear. But uh, Eric Bieniemy is coming back tomorrow again. He's, he wants to meet with the team again. So that's a good sign. At least he didn't say, Fuck you guys. I'm here for one day. I don't want to be here ever again. So we'll see. But I, I still like, think they're in the market for a wide receiver. If Bezos signs my check, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. You know? Yeah, Any of these other guys, I'm, I'm out of here. Like, that's a shit show. Poor Ron. <laughs> Poor Ron Rivera. I mean, don't get me wrong. He made some really bad decisions. But I think the biggest decision that he shouldn't have made, his biggest mistake, was taking this job. Just That's, that's my two cents on it. Should have never even been in the building. Well, hell, we should have made the playoffs again if he didn't start Carson Wentz. That's true. That's true. Still football. Still got to play the game. But I feel the sentiment. I, I, I feel oh. the sentiment. Um, to bring this back to the underdog conversation, Jackson Smith and Najigba, yes or no at this ADP? 
I, again, I, until we know where he's going, that's a no for me, dog. Like yeah. he, he needs to go down a little bit. I, I would much rather have every single guy you see on this list but, uh, behind him, above him. Um, but yep. again, he's a wild card. He could go up or down, so I don't blame anybody for wanting to take him but, right here. I would just but prefer... wild cards. Wild cards should not be prioritized right now in February Correct. over guys that we know have been consistent when healthy. Yep. Keenan Allen, your boy Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore. Jerry Judy to me doesn't fit that criteria, but the end of last year I think gave us some some good signs. Some he was going in a positive direction when Wilson was playing well. Um, so I'm not necessarily opposed to him, but I like these guys more: Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore, guys that I've gotten a fair amount of shares of so far through the big board competition. So I feel I feel really good about those three names: Jerry Judy and Jackson Smith Najibo would probably be closer in, in, in my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, any any big takes on those guys? I mean, uh, you're obviously a Commandos fan. Anything you want to um, highlight on uh, Scary Terry F1? Well, if they do <laughs> F1, uh, if they do uh, keep Sam Howell there uh, again, I know he only played one game at the end of the year, and the Cowboys weren't really playing for too much at the time, and they didn't really care. Mm-hmm. But Sam Howell did look good, and he did look good throwing the ball. Terry McLaurin has had awful QB play ever since he came in the league, and every year he goes a thousand and you know however many touchdowns. Right? QB I think. Proof. If it's Sam Howell this year and they really get Air enemy and they got a, an offense that's humming, Terry McLaurin is a steal here because, again, he's slotted in for at least 1,000 yards and he's probably going to get closer to the double-digit touchdowns than, you know, than, than two, right? So I think he's a very good steal here. Uh, DJ Moore, again, they're going to address the quarterback position, but DJ Moore is a fantastic wide receiver talent. I think he's, mm. I think he needs to be higher on the board here. That's a guy I'm targeting. So, so far... McLaurin and more are people I'm targeting in the draft. I like Jerry Judy. I also think that the Broncos are going to be better than they were last year, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. they can't be too much worse. So I do think he's a good uh, steal here as well. Um, and uh, let's see, who's, oh yeah, Drake London. Drake London, a very efficient wide receiver. Uh, he needs to touch the ball more. They need to throw the ball more. That's my worry in Atlanta. If they stick with Ritter, are they going to do what they did last year and run the shit right. out of the ball? They could use Greg Roman because they love to run the ball. But if they would go out and get could Lamar you, Jackson. Could you imagine Greg Roman and Lamar both going to Atlanta? Oh, my God. Yeah, hey, man, you know what? You, you may have just spoke that into existence. That could definitely happen. If that I happens, suppose. I tell you what, if, if Jackson goes there, Drake London uh, should know, should be nowhere near wide receiver 30. He should probably be closer to the wide receiver 15 at that point. Like he's right. Lamar Jackson would make him much, much, much better. Um, it's super so interesting like to me this, this Lamar Jackson to Atlanta situation. That's super interesting to me because I, to me, I just I don't see it. Like I feel like Lamar is like all Baltimore. He's all about Baltimore. Like I could be, I could be wrong on this, but I just don't feel like Baltimore was ever going to give him his extension while he's negotiating terms for himself. They're not going to do you favors. You're not a professional at this. You're a football player. You know what I mean? I get it. I respect it. I I love it. They represents himself, him and his mom, but like. I don't think the organization is going to make anything easy on you in that situation. And I feel like once they get remotely even close to what he's already asked for, they're just going to probably pull the trigger. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's probably closer to the, he stays in Baltimore than he goes to Atlanta, but it is out there. The rumors I've been seeing them reported on a couple of different, uh, you know, news outlets. So it's not right. just one person saying it. So it's, I think there's actual traction to it. Will it happen? I don't know. Dude, I mean, it's, it's I'm, I'm right. not going to lie. Like it's, it's kind of exciting because the Ravens like schematically are not exciting. 
They have no receivers. They like we, I know that you and I like J.K. Dobbins in Andrew, theory, right? Yeah, but, yeah. but Mark Andrews I mean, that's would the be guy. better. He would be better served on a different offense. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. He's he's carried the load for them. He's been great. But you can't tell me that he wouldn't have been uh, better this year playing for the Bills. You know? Oh you know, my God, you know, that's you know a perfect mean? spot for him. That's what I'm saying though. Like, there's yeah. so dude. I could I could just run through the board. The Packers this year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. like there's oh so many God. teams that oh. you could just throw him on, and they're like, oh my God him with that quarterback it's amazing right you know what i mean so i i would love to see him move like the jets are super interesting could you imagine lamar jackson on the buccaneers oh my god like that's there's so many teams where i think about him being at at, at under center and like just the potential possibilities are just like i'm not gonna say mind shattering but like definitely mind blowing for sure so yeah man if there's if there's any real movement on that that's gonna really affect our boards for certain and yeah you bet your pretty penny Drake London's going to climb that board if it's oh, uh, if it's definitely. if it's Lamar and an ATL for sure. Yeah. Um, and you, oh man, could you imagine Lamar on that turf too? Oh my God, he looked like he's like lightning. Oh dude. God. Well, uh. hopefully not not the same turf as uh, we saw in Arizona. My God. <laughs> yeah, the sod God. I think uh, I think I just saw a report that he's retiring. So I think this won't put him over the edge. People are giving him too much shit about the sod. <laughs> fair fair enough. I mean, I it, I think it was the bad. players spoke the least about it you know it was it was constantly just the media kind of provoking them and pretty much every player from both sides was just like um you know the other team played on the field too right like we both played yeah. on the same field like yeah. you get it right <laughs> it's funny uh let's go through a couple more names here we've got about another three minutes till we hit the hour mark i think that's a good place to leave it i'm gonna say let's go to mike evans let's go to mike evans okay because then we can start the next show with the Pittsburgh receivers. Yeah. Yeah. We like the receivers, mm. though. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. We got Marquise Brown, Jamison Williams, Tyler Lockett, Mike Evans. I feel like Jamison Williams is still a little bit too high. I I, I think we all agree that the talent level is there. Yeah, why I think the hell is Jamison Williams over George Pickens? I know we're gonna, not going to talk about Pickens, but like that's the first one that sticks out to I me. Is, isn't Pickens going to be much better? It's a bit problem. of a reach. And even with the Pickens conversation, like Pickens is still over DJ. And I and I have kind uh, of a yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a, bis, a big disagree there. And I get it. Like he's athletic, he's young, but the quarterback situation still isn't great. Like they're going to yeah. lean on old and reliable. Jamison Williams's name, college um, acumen, and just athleticism has propped him all the way up the board. And I'm not drafting him right here. I think we all agree again on the sentiment that I just shared. He's athletic. We like him, but this is in love with him. Draft stock right here at 68.2 ADP, like ahead of Tyler Lockett. Come on, folks. I know it's one spot, but come on. Like, what are you doing? Don't fall for this bait. I could probably go over another handful of names after him. Brandon Ayuk, Gabe Davis. He could probably talk me into Cortland Sutton. You know, I mean, like there's there's some names that I would still probably take over him. You and I have talked about their offense before the Detroit if he's going to be a big factor in this offense, he's going to be a field opener. He's going to be a field stretcher. And there could be some big weeks for, for best ball formats, but I, I think we both see him falling down the board. Like I, I have to feel like there's going to be names that are climbing after uh quarterback uh, situations get resolved and then rookie landing spots. Like I do not expect him to stay at wide receiver 32. Yep. I fully agree. He, I think he's going to go down the board a little bit. Um, I mean, he'll probably, I, I mean, is it crazy to think eight wide receivers go above him and he's down about 40? Does that, does that feel more more right to you? Let's see. 
looking at the names here. I mean, again, you know, considering these rookies, Jordan, you know, Jordan, see, like Jordan Addison could get a better landing spot than him and just, and, and move up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, uh, I mean, there's you know, Deontay, there's Gabe Davis. Like all, all we need to see in preseason is two long touchdowns to Gabe Davis and his ADP right. shoots up 20, right? Like it, there's just, I think there's at least probably eight guys, Jahan Dotson, great. Another wide receiver that That's, is definitely going to move up the board, um, you know, because of what he did last year. So it, yep. yeah, I, I think he's no, probably going to end up closer to 40. I could see him falling farther than that because you could see if Brandon Cooks gets moved. If, um, I, I, dude, I take Darnell. Here. Honestly, I take Darnell Mo- Bo- Mooney over him. I think Darnell Mooney's going to have a big bounce back here. Sneaky thought. What if Brandon Cooks goes to Kansas City? I've been pondering that uh, recently. That's a that's a thought that's been in my brain a few times this past week because you know I've been on the underdog app. <laughs> so, so so these are thoughts that you're going to have <laughs> while you're drafting teams and you're you know trying to fill your roster full of wild cards. No, I, I mean, I could see him with the Chiefs. I could see him with the Cowboys. I could see him even with your commandos. Like, I, I, there's a lot of situations where I could see him getting moved to uh, you know, the Browns. You know, I, I, I feel like they're hungry for, um, you know, a secondary receiver. So, I mean, yeah, a lot of opportunities there. I'm drafting him, you know, based off of that because he's got the skill. Give him a new home with the right quarterback and he could be something. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of these guys. Like you mentioned, Jayon Dotson, he's one. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Jacoby Myers. Uh, Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney. Yeah, that's another one. Uh, I like if Josh Tyler Palmer Boyd, a lot. Yeah, if Boyd gets moved, he can move up too if he, if he's traded mm-hmm. to a different spot. He could be a two on a lot of these teams. Um, you yeah. just said Josh Palmer. If Keenan Allen goes, Josh, Josh Palmer, Palmer immediately goes up. How many touch? Josh Palmer had a good year. Like he did have a good year. Yes. What, how many touchdowns did he have? There he is. How many touchdowns did he have? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Are those the right numbers right there though? Yeah, I know yeah. It's he had 2022, but is is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had 72 catches this season, 769 receiving yards, and three receiving touchdowns. That's not bad. That's not that's not bad at all. If if you open that back up again, it says that he's already the number two. Look, it says go down. Right there. We'll be ah. number two wide receiver. Oh, never mind. That's from a month ago. Oh well, oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. That oh no, yeah, never mind. That Let's click on it. Let's read the, the whole damn thing, Andrew. Yeah, see, it's talking about the yeah, yeah, that yeah. game. Never mind. All right. Gotcha. I was going to say, it's like, damn, they're already counting Keenan Allen out. Uh, um, no, Paul, he said, no, man, Palmer had a bad year. <laughs> That's not good. I needed better. I mean, all things considered for that offense. Like, where he, they added, where you were they added Gerald. They, what's that? I said, where you were drafting Palmer, he was fine. I, I don't really have any issue with his with his season. Yeah. He was never going to be a primary target in the offense. Like yeah. I expected Gerald Everett to have a better season than he did, and he outpaced Gerald Everett, I believe. So, like, I mean, that that puts you as the third, or I, I should say, fourth best target on the team because you have Austin Eckler eating into the the catch workload. So, yep. I, I thought it was pretty fair. I thought it was pretty fair. Yeah. Uh, uh, you want to go back up to where we were here? I think it was what? No, Marquee I Brown. don't. <laughs> Sorry. Let's get back on the <laughs> topic at hand here. Let's wrap this up. Yeah, I think it was Marquise Brown was our top. That was the first guy we could see. Yep, yep, yep right there. Yep, there you so go. I do want to ask you, again, looking at this list here, like the biggest question mark in my eyes here is Marquise Brown. What the hell are you doing with Marquise Brown? I'm not sure what to think of it yet. I think he's a good he's a, player. I don't stash. like Kyler. I'm not sure what the hell the, the Arizona's offense is going to look like. Does DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins still there? So what say you on Marquise Brown? I, I wouldn't want to draft him, but the folks that are drafting him, you're hoping that, one, Kyler gets back early, as close to week one as possible. There's a real connection there. They've been friends, teammates before. Obviously, that's a big factor in why he got moved over to Arizona. 
you know, management ownership went to Kyler and said, Hey, well, you know, what can we do to make this better? He said, Marquise Brown, obviously, duh. Why are you asking me? You guys are GMs. And I feel like it's good because Hopkins will leave. You don't really have a, a huge vote of confidence at quarterback. Ertz is coming back, back from injury. If Trey McBride has to be the guy, I think that you're again, looking for reliable producers on the field. Marquise Brown fits that fits that mold. And I feel like Marquise Brown is probably a little bit too much at this ADP. Someone who's ADP that I like more, Rondell Moore. Because again, I like him. Well, I, I just like him to kind of fill the void. Like, right? Like, he won't be the top guy. Marquise Brown should get the most uh, attention from opposing defenses, at least on paper, going into the season. And I'm not sure what Moore's ADP is, but I can guarantee you it's a much, much better value than this. Uh, he's going much farther down the board here. I'm sure I can find it. He looks like, is he going after Isaiah Hodges? Or I must have passed him up because this is way down here. Yeah, so you had to have passed him up. Uh, let's see if I can search. Uh, da, 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 da. Rondell, 152. 152. So if I go back, there we go. We can see who he's being drafted around at least. Not that far off of Palmer. Right there. Yeah, so he's being drafted. He's butt-ended by Michael Gallup and Hunter Renfro. Wide receiver twos on their perspective teams, at least right now. But this is, to me, a much better draft capital to get involved with uh, the Cardinals. Uh, same thing with Ertz, who's going much later. Same thing with uh, Trey McBride, who's going much later. So I, I don't think that you want to overly rush to any of those guys. Um, yeah, James Conner fits in that mold, too. I've been getting him really late, right? So... Kyler's not going early. Marquise Brown is definitely the the Cardinal that's going the highest if you're not including DeAndre Hopkins, as we assume that he'll be off the roster soon. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so let's pull. Yeah, so Marquise Brown, again, you know, I, I agree with your sentiments on that. That's just somebody that I'm just not 100% sure, like, what I want to do here. It could it could be good. It could, it could be good, but I don't think it's going to be uh, right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evans? Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped Lockett. Uh, Lockett. Yeah, I know you were talking about him possibly in a, a cap casualty. You want to touch on that? Yeah, I mean, he could he could get cut if, if he's you know dictating his own destiny at his age. I'm assuming he's going somewhere where there's competent quarterback play. I will take him as he is right now because I just love the player. I like the ADP a lot. He's at 68.4. He's coming off a great season. If he stays with Seattle, great. We saw that he has a competent quarterback that likes to throw him the ball a lot. And if he's not, cool. He should be going somewhere where the situation is just as good, if not better. And I see him, if he is a cap casualty, climbing the board. So I will take him exactly where he is right here, or maybe even a little bit better value if people let him fall. I love it. Mike Evans, pretty similar situation. Like, they signed a half-ass quarterback. They signed Jimmy Garoppolo. He, he goes up 10 picks. I guarantee it. He, he, go, he goes right up the board if they get a competent quarterback there. So I like him at this ADP. Yeah, uh, so Lockett, uh, you know, wide receiver 33. I feel like that's fair for him. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm, I'm considering if he leaves the team, where he could go, is that going to be good or bad for him? If he stays on the places. team, do I think he drops or goes up if they draft a wide receiver? Um, you know, so Lockett, I, I guess right now I, I agree with you. He's fine at where he goes, mm -hmm. but I'm not rushing to the window to grab him. That's not somebody right. I'm targeting, well, but if he falls to me, Okay, in the right situation. That's yeah. fine. If he went to like the team like, you know, the Giants, I'd, I'd probably pull him down a little bit. You know what I mean? Like there's there's some locations he could fall where I'm just like, eh, eh, maybe not. 
Yeah. That's another guy that, that maybe Kansas city could, uh, you know, kick the old dust on here mm-hmm. and, uh, see if he, see if he's worth anything, but damn, in Kansas city, can, he'd be so good. Can one of these high octane offenses just make a trade already? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can the bills trade for Hopkins already? Like, come on. You know what I mean? Like we're all just like, we're itching for we got our you know fingers on our on our uh on our screens drafting but you know we need some moves here we need some more solid solid details yeah um you know to to finish it up here with with mike evans i i think he's also okay there i mean wide Mm -hmm. receiver 34 do i really see him finishing behind wide receiver 34 not really i mean that that's kind of another way i look at it when i'm drafting is i look at where where they're listed at wide receiver and i think to myself you know is, is this person capable of finishing above this or do I definitely think he's going to go below this? And, and you know, that, that kind of helps with figuring out strategy and value, uh, you know, at, at that. So Evans is right. fine here. Again, I don't think, I know I touched on this with Chris Godwin, but I don't think Kyle Trask is going to be the wide or the uh, quarterback to start the year. So I expect them to address that. And anybody's going to be better than Kyle Trask in my eyes. So I, I'm sure people can get behind whoever's going to be there. And, and, you know, they'll be able to get Mike Evans and Chris Godwin the ball. Evans is just a damn monster down the field. So anybody that can throw the ball down the field will be good for Evans. So I think currently right now, as we draft today, wide receiver 34 is a perfectly fine value for him. Oh, a thousand percent. He's not going to finish that low. I was actually going over to see his finishes from each year. And then I got a peep of my inbox. We got to look at some of these uh, dynasty trades I got offered. I got to get your opinion on some of these. Oh, okay. Well, dynasty talk. Like the, this, there's one that's pretty fucking interesting. Let me tell you. Yeah. So you guys are aware, uh, Mike Evans has never finished below uh wide receiver 22, 22. Yep. He's going off the board at wide receiver 34 insane value. You, you take one year over the age of 28 and everyone just thinks you're dead in the NFL. Like, I don't get mm-hmm. it. Like, it's absolutely insane. Uh, this season, 1,124 receiving yards. Last year, 1034. The year before, 1,005. 1157. 2018, 1,500. Oh, my God. He hasn't had less than six receiving touchdowns in five years. This year, he had six. The two years before, 14 and 13. 27 the two years prior to this season, like guys get him a quarterback. He's flying right up the board. It's absolutely insane. Yep. All right. I got to get your opinions on some of these trades and we're going to head out. Sure. Uh, this one really bad. I'm hitting no, as I'm reading it out loud, Matt Ryan, eh. Ramondre Stevenson. Pretty good. I, I like him for Joe Burrow. No, thank you. That's a no. No, that is a big fat. No. All right. Next one. <clears throat> this one's funny. Uh, I get, I get Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, and a second round pick for my first round pick. No, thank you. No, hard pass. No, thank you. Hard pass. <laughs> even funnier, even funnier. This one, it's actually like, I mean, it's, it's actually not terrible, but it's bad. Um, Rob Gronkowski to me, <laughs> that's the starter, uh, Ashton Doolin friend of the show uh, uh via uh, emerson, uh, emerson yeah. yeah yes sir uh <clears throat> albert okubanam i'm one of like the five people uh that can say his name right so that's 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 a good start too a hundred fob dollars one zero zero fob dollars for my 2025 second round pick 2025 it's not, it's not bad it's that, not good <laughs> That's not terrible. I mean, if you could use the fab dollars and Gronk comes back, it's well worth it. 
I, I, I Ashton Doolin to me doesn't really swing it either way. Like I think he's fine, but you I think Rob Gronkowski, it. who's retired, swings it more than Ashton Doolin. Uh, yeah, I do. I do actually. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't tell that to Emerson. Don't yeah, say that out loud. Was, you know, um, I. I <laughs> Yeah, if if Gronk comes back, I I think it's well worth it. So so in your mind, uh, does Gronk come back? If it's a no, then I an, I would just probably just no. not do it. Okay, that that one was interesting because I was like, why That's the hell are bad. you offering me all of this trash? And then I look at the pick. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like well, it's a really oh, bad. Man, pick. man, this guy's this guy's playing chess right now. He's playing 3D chess. He's already fucking three years ahead or Dude. two years ahead. Listen to this though. This guy's all in on Jalen Hurts. I have Jalen Hurts. My other quarterback is Lamar Jackson. He's offering a 2023 first, a 2024 first, and a 2025 first. For Hertz. For Hertz. Do I you like counter. Hertz more than Jackson? I, I, I well, that's a it's a super flex league, so I have to start both of them. Huh. And those uh, guys on that, like the, the, the particular team, like that that uh that's like one of my worst dynasty teams too like i in that draft specifically it was a startup last year i went with uh jalen hurts and lamar jackson first two picks because i was like we're going rushing quarterbacks to this one like if you heard me all that all last offseason i'm not like a big advocate or a big pusher of rushing first quarterbacks right that specific draft i think it was the very last startup i did last year i was like fuck it fuck it fortune favors the bull that- it didn't favor me that Oops. one is is not bad. That's three first round picks. Um, I want to I want to see what I'm going to do. And my recommendation for anybody is if you're going to give me three first round picks, let me go and see if you have a second one for this year. Because if you do, I'll just take two first from this year and one from next. And you can keep the 2025 and we got a deal. That to me feels like a home run. Like I'll do that because I fuck it. I'll make it up. Like I'll, I'll get a quarterback back. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll get mm-hmm. somebody. I'm trying to find. Hmm. It's not bad. That is not bad. Uh, while you do that, I just want to take this time to remind everybody, uh, if you liked the pod, if you like the YouTube, give us a like, a rating, a review. Uh, turn on your notifications. If you are watching this on YouTube as well, that's SGPN Fantasy Football YouTube. Uh, you know, Definitely hit the notification button so uh, you can be notified when we go live. But uh, you know, we would obviously appreciate everyone giving us a uh, like and a review. So I already have the one four. I did not have a good season. He right. only has he only has one first. It's the one six. So he that's that's all he has for this year. So I don't uh, like I would have one four and one six, and I still feel like I'm kind of missing the party there because you're gonna see some of those do you, like. Do you like Hurts a lot more than Jackson in your eyes? You you personally? Yeah. Yeah. Over Lamar? Yeah. Would, a lot. Would you do rather do the trade of giving Jackson up for this year and next year today? First? Not today. Not no. today. Not. I mean, I, I would if, you know, maybe Lamar stays in Baltimore, but you and I just got done talking about his potential of going to a better offense and being in a much better situation. So I'm not making that move now. I might make it yeah. at my draft or after free agency settles and like we're getting a lay of the land a little bit better Then yeah, sure. I, I, I could be sold into that, but no, right now I, I would hold and I, I should probably hold Hurts to be honest. Like I said, if he had two first for this year, I would have pulled the trigger. Like if I get two first, just because I know about this draft right now, I'm pretty in sync with who's going to be available. And if I have three first round picks in this draft, it's more likely I can move up to one, two or one, one. If I want, like, if I really want to go all in, right. go get me some Bajan. I did that last year. I did that with Brees and then I wound up selling all my Brees shares. 
because he got the <laughs> not all of them, but most of them I did. Yeah. <clears throat> one of them I got packed, Patrick Mahomes, and one another one I got about a couple first round picks. So take what you can get. All right. Anything to share before we head out for the night? Uh no, I don't think so. But uh, again, if you uh haven't subscribed already please do so turn on the notifications because uh i have a feeling over the next couple weeks we're going to be doing a lot of best ball drafts so if you don't want to get in those with us as well you know please make sure you have that on there or also get in our discord sgpn discord please hit up me or bruni if you cannot find it on the discord or one Mm -hmm. just have an invite sent to you hit us up on twitter Uh, obviously our twitter handles are right below us here Uh, if you are listening to the pod mine is a r a u b 23 so that's a rob 23 Justin's is at SGPNJB. So, uh, yeah, if you want to join us, uh, again, we talk a lot of fantasy football, a lot of NFL football, a lot of – there's a fucking sneaker channel, which I checked out, and I'm like, I'm not into sneakers, but I'm just like, damn, people are, right. like, really high up on sneakers. So it's just funny to see all the other channels. Yeah, we have a lot of really good good stuff for you guys over the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And be sure, please, 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 go to the merch store. I don't care what you buy. If you buy a mouse pad, if you buy a t-shirt, buy something and tell them helmet. that Andrew and Justin sent you, or a mini helmet, or a mini helmet, yeah. or this because we want to get we want to get airbound. All right, we want to fly on Degenerate One. You know, we want we want private jets out to Vegas with the SGPN, uh, you know, owners and you know higher up. So before we can get to the moon, we've got to get airborne. All right, so tell them that you know Andrew and Justin are doing their job over here. We sent you to the merch store, and you know well, we're already past Valentine's Day. I'm sure we're working on some St. Patrick stuff. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm sure. We'll have some March Madness stuff rolling in there. Me and Andrew have some things behind the scenes that we're working on right now that we're going to be rolling out here in about maybe next couple of weeks, maybe a month or so. So, yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on over here. Dynasty, IDP, underdog, football. Fantasy football is alive and well over here. So, you know, if, if you're missing it, you just drop by SGPN and we'll take good care of you, all right? <laughs> all right. Take care. Be well. Be good. If you can't be good, I don't care. Just be good at it. We'll see you.